This is the audio-only version of a video recap brought to you by the UR Team Number Podcast. For more information, go to yattencast.wordpress.com. Welcome to the second Amazing Race 26 recap episode of the UR Team Number Podcast. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me is one Canadian who isn't used to wearing hockey skates, Logan Saunders. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. And the Australian who would never puke up a noodle, Ben Powell. <laughs> Howdy. There really wasn't much material for the intro this week. <laughs> As with all our shows, we're live for the next hour and a bit, so please get in contact with us if you've got any comments on the episode. If you're watching Google+, Plus, you can use the Q&A. If you're watching on YouTube, you can post comments underneath the video. And, of course, you can tweet us using the hashtag Yankcast, which you can see when Ben or I speak. That thing. Yeah, that thing some, somewhere down there-ish, I think, maybe. Ian was supposed yeah, to, to be on this podcast, too. He was. Yeah, he, but uh, he ended up taking a selfie right before. Completely missed this podcast, so apologies uh, to the viewers who were expecting Eamon for this episode. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was too busy having a selfie fail. <laughs> on the subject of those selfies, they got me into trouble with my family. <laughs> because... Because at about 9 o'clock my time on Friday night, I got a message on Google Plus off my mum saying, Looking good, dude! So that was awkward. So thanks for that that suggestion, Logan. Yeah, that was a real Colby Donaldson moment. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> and we're three minutes in and we've already referenced Colby Donaldson. I'm proud. I'm so, so proud. So, previously on The Amazing Race, six couples and ten singles faced muddy mayhem and surprise revelations. Jeff and Brack, who pulled ahead. Mike and Rochelle, U-turn, Jeff and Lyda to stay in the game. Blinded teams led by Jane Lardy and Jenny ruled. Uh, Libby and CJ were overwhelmed, but Jeff and Lyda were the first team eliminated. Wah wah. Wah wah. It was a devastating loss to us all. Of purple I'm still in mourning. Forty-eight hours is not enough time to pay respects to the fallen. It's not, but we have to move on to one of the better instances of unintentional hilarity in Amazing Race history, and another pretty boring episode. For the mm-hmm. <laughs> but on the plus side, I was correct in my prediction last episode. We got all the departure times. Yay! Whoa! That's one positive. And we didn't have to use about the express pass. Yay! Because there's no strategy in it. They just have to use it when they're behind. Yay! So there are some positives to this season. So we had uh, Jelani and Jenny leaving at 5.30am and finding out they had to take a bullet train to Nagano, Japan, and find Matsushiro Castle to find their next clue. And there's Jeff and Bracky three minutes behind, uh, Laura and Tyler at 5.45, Ali and Steve at 6.14, Holly and Jonathan at 6.52, Bergen and Kurt, hashtag Team Manbraid, at 7.10, Michael and Michelle at 7.15, Blair and Haley at 7.33, Matt and Ashley at 7.36, and Libby and CJ, with a nearly hour gap between them and Matt and Ashley at 8.20am. You skipped over the compu- uh, over the, the cubicle hotel. Oh yeah, that was ridiculous. For want of a better term. Yeah, I was expecting to find uh, Dwight K. Shroop from The Office uh, sleeping in there, too, because he always sleeps in a cubicle as well. Despite the fact he has a farm. Yep. Because <laughs> I've just read your uh, post. I recognize the reference. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we had five bullet trains. It was the top three teams on the first. Ali and Steve on the second. Uh, Halley and Jonathan, Bergen and Kurt, and Mike and Rochelle on the third. Blair and Haley on the and Matt and Ashley on the fourth. And Livy and CJ on the sixth. Because, of course, they missed the train. Wow. They missed the wow. fifth? Yes. Maybe in interviews they'll plead the fifth to not answer about missing the fifth train. <laughs> I'd imagine that they would be quite a boring interview. Because all her answers would just be, I want a ring! I want a ring! Maybe they'll give her onion rings. <laughs> and then... So they were well. They were. This was an Olympic episode, and in the Olympics, there are five golden rings. Believe it or not. So, um, or yeah. So yeah, there is still a ring theme to this. She can't complain. And four calling birds. Yeah, we're we're doing the the twelve days of twelve days of podcasting right now. Um, yeah, I don't really have too many notes. I'm surprised all the teams ran by the McDonald's, though. I figured one team would stop and uh, eat at Japanese McDonald's. Yeah, but with the super happy mega Big Mac. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would be very disappointed if I went to Japan and it wasn't stereotypical with the namings of McDonald's foods. Uh, so once teams got to the castle, they found the first roadblock of the race, which was who is more puzzling. I know it was, actually it wasn't, but, you know, better clue than the one... The biggest gave. puzzle is Tyler's choice of sandals. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I, I think they might have been given those sandals because uh, there are a couple of interesting sandal choices. So in this roadblock, one team member must find a way to open a Japanese puzzle box to find the phrase required to pass samurais and find the next clue. And one of these clues would contain the first rose from Chris Harrison and a date night ticket. Yeah, and we got hashtag who is the smartest dude? Yeah, as opposed to episode three title, which is hashtag Murphy's Law, which we will get That's into actually next a good title, week. Though. That's actually a good title, though. Yeah, but what's the point of having it as a hashtag unless someone physically says hashtag Murphy's Law? Maybe they're talking about Charlie Murphy's Law. Yeah, maybe okay. David Murphy's Law. Bit awkward proposal at a finale. Yeah, see. DJ <laughs> and Libby can go for that angle. <laughs> yeah, at the finish line, we'll just have uh, uh, CJ committing David Murphy's law and just proposing awkwardly and her saying yes out of necessity. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I would enjoy that so much. Uh, so it was Jeff, Jay Larney, Tyler, Ali, Mike, Harley, Bergen, Ashley, Haley, and Libby who completed the roadblock. And the one note I have for this roadblock is the human unicorn thinks that the drumming of the roadblock is the energy of Japan. Yes, another yep. ridiculous person. Yeah. She's feeding off it. One of my favorite aspects of the roadblock was when... Um, I think it was, uh, yeah, Kurt was uh, not cheering on Bergen at all because, like, you know, apart, you know, one aspect of that is, you know, they're obviously not getting along that well as a, as a couple. But the other aspect of it is, like, if I was in the management race, I wouldn't want people cheering me on as well. I'd be like, that'd be annoying. That that goes after my heart. I know that Bergen is one of the racers who has at least seen a little bit of our podcast, but it's blatantly obvious that they are not together. 
after the race. Mm. I think we did call this in the preview, but they are not lasting. Because I'm pretty sure, looking at Bergen's Twitter feed, I've not seen a single post about him and Kurt that isn't about the Amazing Race. It's like, thank you for mm. cheering me and Kurt on, but, you know, we're blatantly not together, and his Instagram is of pictures of him with Harley and Jonathan, not with Kurt. <laughs> yes, I have been doing a bit of stalking today. It's just right. disturbing. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So once teams complete the roadblock, they had to head to Nishiguchi Zenkoji, good name, to find the next clue. And it and was a blind detour. Yeah, a blind detour. Yay! Logan's favorite uh, in the world. <laughs> At least it, it was wasn't so decent. contradictory. It was so contradictory. There was share or chair, and yet it was just chair. Chair was the one that involved physical activity while Cher is the one that made you sit in a chair the whole time. That's so misleading. Well, they both sat in a chair the whole time, though. Well, at least half the time. For half the time. Half the time versus the whole time. At least with this blind detail, we didn't get this or that, or left or right, like they did last season. At least you could kind of guess what Cher was, if you thought about it. Yeah. Whereas with this or that, it's just here's two random tasks that we know what one of them is going to be ridiculous and teams definitely aren't going to complete properly, but we just want to include it as a detail because it's hilarious visually. They're really having a, they're really having a problem with the actual detour balance this season because so far it's been one one part of the detour has been really hard and the other's been like super easy. Yeah, I mean last season we commended them on the U-turns of picking the right leg to do it with a fairly balanced detour both times, but this really hasn't been great in terms of balance. It's like they just want to do stereotypical detours. Creatively mm. <sighs> running out of steam it seems, I guess. Yeah. Bring on Canada, all I have to say. <laughs> So as we mentioned, the blind detour is share or chair, and in share, teams must travel to a restaurant and feed each other a bowl of noodles using chopsticks. Whilst they eat, they would be faced with fans next to their heads, which is an obscure addition. Uh, once the bowl is empty and the noodle Nazi has checked it, teams receive their next clue. The and Amazing Race 26, everyone! <laughs> in chair, teams travel to the M-Wave, Nagano's speed skating track from their Winter Olympics in 1996 and push each other on a chair and on a sled around the track, swapping out after a lap. Once two laps have been completed in under 3 minutes 55 seconds, teams receive their next clue. Yay. I mean, obviously, chair was the better detour option from a television standpoint. Because there is nothing more sexy than seeing someone vomit up some needles. It's like me eating all-you-can-eat sushi. <laughs> it's just... Oh. Lovecraft is right. <laughs> well, whilst it is a hilarious addition to the, <laughs> the Amazing Race canon of me keeping this screenshot on file and continually using it when it's going to be funny, it was not a nice thing to see. And the noises were not pleasant. For want of a better I term. think it reminded me of a mother bird feeding her young. 
regurgitating the food. <laughs> hey, by the way, they really does. The, the three fans, the three fans in the picture, I think, are the only three fans of this season of the Amazing Race. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> did did uh, this remind you of any anyone from say a season we've seen in the past year, Logan? Yeah, like me an Olympian? I mean, this is an Olympian leg. Maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this is what you get for for uploading your thoughts on an episode like whilst me in bed are waiting for you because <laughs> I've prepared that. Yes. What I like about what I like about the season is like um, they actually have decent part, even for like half half of the detail. They have decent parts of uh, of the country they haven't shown before. Like I don't, I haven't liked the sake. I haven't liked the noodle one because I don't, I don't, I don't really see the point in randomly adding something Japanese or or Orientals to an episode just for the sake of it. I mean, who does that? The uh, just on the point of the sake. Apparently, the guy going through all the sake names was the same guy as the Japanese game show that they got to do last time and has appeared on Amazing Race four times as a clue giver now. It was just him in a wig, apparently. We need him on this podcast. Yeah, he, he has been in more episodes than, than probably most Amazing Race characters now. <laughs> He's been in more episodes than Jeremy and Sandy? Yeah, exactly. He has had more impact on Amazing Race than Purple Jeff and Lider. Facts. Uh, so, we had Rochelle taking a fall as well and injuring her hand off the sled. Which, as Logan pointed out, as a roller derby girl, she probably should be taking hits a little bit better than that. Indeed. And we are. Also got the most boring Olympic lesson I think I've ever received in Amazing Race history. You mean more boring than either Natalie and Megan or Andy and Tommy's efforts? Yes, I think so. Hearing about the Nagano Olympics for about three or four minutes there was not exactly riveting television. All it tells me is that we should expect Allie and Steve to last a very long time. Yeah, I mean... I know I'm going to be the Ali and Steve cheerleader because I think that they came across quite well in their bio, especially Steve. But this was added nothing to the episode. They are. Like he says he has a he says he has a power beard, but then there's Mike in the episode with his wicked beard. There's no power in that beard. No, he envies uh, Hugh Jackman for his power power beard growing abilities. I don't think he ever claimed that he had a power beard. Hmm. I see. So, so get get your facts straight, Logan. Wake up, Canada. Yep. Is all I have to say. <laughs> um. So we have. Um, what's that, Logan? What's that, Ben? Even so. I have nothing to add to this conversation. Okay. <laughs> we also had Kurt not liking the noodles as well. Mm. That, was the most amount of conflict, that was the most amount of conflict that was coming out of that detour. So. <laughs> it really was. So we had Laura and Tyler leaving the detour, which is Cher in first, uh, Jaylani and Jenny in second, 
and Ali and Steve not five holding in third. Uh, Jeff and Bracky uh, in fourth, Holly and Jonathan in fifth, Fergie and Kurt in sixth, Matt and Ashley in seventh, uh, Mike and Michelle left share in eighth as eating challenges are right up their alley, uh, Blair and Haley left in ninth with absolutely no seconds to spare, and Livy and CJ left probably about three hours later in last. And it was then the pit stop already, which is Patio Diamond, the last team to check in here, may be eliminated. And then they're checking on the one with Lemay at the end. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Have, <laughs> having said it's this... It's a 20-minute episode. It's like a 20-minute episode. <laughs> having said this, I know in um, Amazing Race 24, I mocked the breakfast in bed prize when uh, they won a trip to London. This is the most ridiculous prize we've seen in Amazing Race for a long while. Who honestly oh, cares? An American one. Yeah. Who honestly cares? <laughs> a Fitbit fitness pack. Because obviously hey, you're getting fresh food delivered to your doorstep. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, not as cool as like a catamaran or a jet skis, but still. <laughs> What's a catamaran? <laughs> the jet ski is still one of my favorite prizes purely because of the reaction. It's like, yeah, we're not going to use those. Yeah. What, uh, why would I want a jet ski? I have. We live in land. <laughs> Uh, so yes, it was a Fitbit fitness pack, uh, including a personal chef for a year and the choice of a gym membership or groceries also for a year. And that was won yet again by Jay Lani and Jenny. I would choose the groceries. Well, That's yeah. an actual detour. Yeah, you would obviously choose the groceries, purely because if you play your cards right, you can make those groceries last longer than a year. Mm-hmm. That's the most interesting part about this episode. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, so so we just like for the next 20 minutes to talk about the teams? Yeah, so second was Laura and Tyler. Uh, Ali and Steve were in third. Fourth was Hallie and Jonathan. Fifth was Bergen and Kurt. Jeff and Bracky in sixth. Matt and Ashley in seventh. Eighth was Mike and Michelle. Blair and Haley in ninth. And Libby and CJ were eliminated. The end. The 10 and 10 club. Yeah. They join illustrious company. Yanni and Nadine, Lisa and Joni, um, Sean. Yeah, that's uh, Jen and Sean. Uh, yeah, just complete legends. They're going to be number twenty-five on the next top twenty-five teams list. I was going to say what I'm expecting. I was going to say at least Libby and CJ will be above twenty-fifth place. Yeah. Bye, bye, Lisa and Joni. Just. Despite the fact that their current their, their placement ranks them equal 260th place in US history. And equal... Let's see, how far am I going down on this list? Very! Uh, equal 577th place in Amazing Race history. And another team that also got... Um, oh, Sadly, in a 10 team season, though. Where's the Black family? Just saying. Okay, so, yeah. Then. <laughs> All right. So, are we just going to talk about the teams for the next 20, 25 minutes? Yeah, we better add, really. So, who do we think right. is going next week? Curtin Bergen? 
or with, or as Bill Kogan likes to say, Kattenbergen, or whatever his <laughs> attempt at a German accent was. I think it was, it was technically Japanese. A Kattenbergen. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely did not sound like Japanese. To oh, God. Me. oh God, we're, we're evolving into offensive accents. Where's Eamon when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we would discuss it. We would discuss it last week. We would have disgusting. Risha and Barry Caffery. <laughs> we won't know where to go. We won't know where to go, but onward from here. Yeah. Oh. Do, do you remember the time when we were trying to uh, convince Eamon to do an offensive accent each week? Ah, uh, heady moments. <laughs> I wasn't on the. T- I wasn't on the podcast then, so. Yeah, true. That that was while you were still out in the podcasting wilderness, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think I was in a different aspect of the podcasting world at that point. Yeah, sure. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Yancast after dark. But, okay, then. Yeah. Fun fact, before jo- joining the main Yancast roster, Ben hosted our uh, our sister show. The one that followed up on everything that we said. Fact. And got like 10,000 more views. Oh, shut up. <laughs> hey, you're the one trying to... Yeah, hey, I think Ben's got us there. <laughs> you win, whatever. That's have either of you ever played the Nagano Winter Games for the Nintendo 64? I have not. No. Okay, it's terrible. I was, so, I'm, I'm just trying to fill up time here. We're only 23 minutes into this podcast, and... Uh, <laughs> Like We're I pretty said, much already done. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> I think Jelani's new nickname is going to be Jelaze Fair because he refers to himself as being Laze Fair. So I'm, I always just write down Jelaze Fair in my notes from now on. Yeah, I'll, I'll just set up my autocorrect to uh, say Jelaze Fair. Having said that, one he, fact: he had... in, um, in US history. Um, they are the first. They are the first team in like six seasons to um, win both the first two legs. They are. Who was the last team, Ben? Since Dave and Rachel. Dave and Rachel. It was indeed. And in complete world history, it was uh, Olympians. It other was. Olympians. Yes, female it was. Olympians. It was indeed hashtag Olympian Week. Who were the? Uh, that the American. Yes, the last team to achieve that. I would say winning legs in Tokyo and Nagano is a bit more impressive than winning them in uh, Victoria and Tofino, BC, which is a few hours from my house. Yeah, Logan's just going to do the. Uh... They also won them in China and Macau, so or Hong Kong and Macau, whatever. So that was very impressive. Major kudos for that. So yeah, what can we expect from? Uh... Phuket next week. We only discuss one team. Blair and Haley. So I'm trying to push us along. You're trying to start trying to push us along. We got to talk about Blair's breakdancing skills. Yeah, we have because obviously I screen cap this. Yeah, let's see it. Let's see his breakdancing skills. Let me just reopen this. Come on, there it is. Uh, there it is. Blair's smooth moves. <laughs> yeah, Blair's smooth. That's how you win over the blind date. Haley talks about diarrhea, and he breaks out his breakdancing moves and talks in the 
most robotic voice I've ever heard in my life. This was my close second choice for the banner. Where did he get that hat from? I've been uh, curious about that the whole episode. Did he get that from the second uh, leg in The Amazing Race 25? They had ridiculous um, ridiculous uh, hats and gloves for everyone at the chair detail. Oh yeah, with the I Love New York uh, toques as well. Uh, after Blair uh, described his hatred for people from New York. I Not really quite the John Rocker sense, but uh, he he does dislike them. I was very and very Jeff disappointed. Had the um uh, the like the bunny rabbit ears as well. I was very disappointed with Libby and CJ's one because that was in a um a press picture, and theirs was by far the most ridiculous one. Yeah. <laughs> so so I was very disappointed that I found out afterwards that we wouldn't get to see that picture, despite the fact it was released. Hmm. Anyway, so, uh, who came second this leg? Uh, Laura and Tyler. Or Team Human Unicorn. Or Team Unicorn. They're so boring. I don't even care about them. <laughs> they yeah. just see dollar signs. Dollar signs and rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> I, I hope that Haley gives us... Uh, that. See, she's so boring, I keep calling her the wrong name, that Laura gives us uh, enough to actually talk about soon. Because she had... They're both boring. Don't just say Laura. I'm watching you. Yeah, she had by far the most amount <laughs> talked about in the preview. Somehow. I still don't know how. So, yeah. Because human unicorn or whatever. Yeah, because because she's basically a human unicorn. I can't just call her just call her a unicorn. Yeah. Team unicorn. Unicorns and rainbows and all that sort of good like stuff. Like what else? We, what else are we gonna have? Team Sunshine and lollipops. <laughs> Is there a such thing as a lizard unicorn? I wonder. No. There's a liger. Uh, so it's the so, so third place was the non-puking Olympians. Yep, it was the puke-free Olympians. Yeah. After like nearly that. running over that girl in the pink jacket. Yep. Um, fourth was uh, Team New Kid, as they call them. Who are boring? New kids on the walk. Yes, the new kids on the walk. Oh hey, I was on New Kids on the Block. I went here past part of New Kids on the Block. I remember dance rehearsals for New Kids on the Block. I remember that song I did in New Kids on the Block. It's blatant stunt casting. What else are they supposed to say? <laughs> I don't know. I like that. What's his face? Harley's right. Who's, who's the guy who isn't in New Kids on the Block? Harley. Of New Kids Harley. On the Harley. Yeah. I like him. Admitting, I like him admitting how short he was. That was funny. He is probably less than five foot. I guess he's borderline dwarf. Well, that's that's a Hollywood personal trainer for you, like tiny. They're tiny people. I can't wait to see their date night. <laughs> yeah, that. That's going to be riveting television <laughs> at the Hot Springs. Tune into that one, folks. I actually. Drift. I want. I want to tell. I want a team that doesn't get alone to get the date night. <laughs> you mean like Blair and Haley? <laughs> or, or Berger and Kurt. <laughs> I just want a really awkward date night. 
like the world's like I said, yeah. yeah, just awkward. David and Mary. Uh... <laughs> well, that's siblings. They used to it anyway. I've never been to a Japanese hot spring before. <laughs> I've never been outside my own town before. <laughs> no, what would have been funnier is having this uh, in a season with Jet and Cord or something. Or Adam and Rebecca. <laughs> yes, Adam. Yes, to Adam and Rebecca. <laughs> Sorry, Rebecca. I'm doing it with my mom now. Rebecca, the food's too salty. <laughs> How about Jonathan? And then Rebecca says, "So am I." <laughs> How about Jonathan and Victoria getting a date night, straight in Berlin, preferably. <laughs> yeah. A, th- a three-way date night anyway. with Joe Rogan. No. <laughs> we have, do, we have, do we have like any yes. better thoughts on any of the teams? Because like so far, it's just been there. Yeah, so far we've just been being mean about them. I th- I think we pretty much think that Bergen and Kurt will probably go next because they're not getting along. Mm. I mean, obviously. Not Blair and Haley. Yeah, but Blair and Haley are hilariously not getting along. Well, Haley's not hilarious. Uh, Wait, Blair and Haley—that's their names, right? Haley, girl. Yeah. Haley's Why do they both have girl names? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Haley's the one only being hilarious about it. Blair's just being a robotic douche about it. Sorry. Yeah, but at least Blair elicits a reaction from you, rather than the one note we have on Kurt is he doesn't like the noodles, and wasn't supportive of his uh, of his partner. Noodle Nazi. Yeah. Well, that's because he didn't want. That's because. Cheering is annoying. Oh my god, Timmy! Is all I'm saying, Jerry. We skipped over Matt's repetitive statement of the week. And repeat it for us again, Logan. He was on the skate. It's doing the rank task in the detour, and he. Last week, he said, We got it, we got it, we got it, as he was slightly uh, scampering on the uh, skates there as he was avoiding trying to fall. Or trying to avoid falling, I should say. Scratch that, reverse it. Flip reverse. At least next week, we get to see loads and loads and loads of pratfalls because we get water skiing! Yay! I'm quite looking forward to that task field because we are going to get some good screen caps, I suspect. Hmm. Because people falling over is always funny. Especially they're old people. Especially yes. if it's older females. <laughs> there we are, Survivor Historians joke. <laughs> older females falling is, is Montana's favorite pastime. It certainly is. <laughs> especially, especially when they don't have car dealerships. Anyway, Micro Show. I think... The one thing I've got from Mike Rochelle is I'm pretty sure... It's a bit subtle, but I think I've got it. I don't think Rochelle has introduced her kid to Mike yet. <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that they repeated that clip word for word from episode one. Mm. That was... Something, the... they're, something they're not looking too hot. I mean, they're probably not going to last a while because I don't think, I don't think the, uh, the showgirl task is next week, but I think I think they're going to be, like, be a bit... Not, I don't think they're going to be as long as we thought they would. The showgirl task is definitely Thailand. I'm not sure whether it's Phuket or Bangkok, because the next two legs are both Thailand. 
It's got to be. It's got to be Bangkok, though, right? I suspect it'll be Bangkok purely because of the Lady Boys. Mm. Um. Like, you know, we're going for the whole. We're going for the whole stereotypical thing now. So. Yeah, but I going back to Amazing Race twenty four. It looks like the producers have just opened up a map, uh, opened up a Lonely Planet guide and gone, hmm, this is a stereotypical thing we can do in this country. Let's do it. And it's not, it doesn't look fun at all. Let's do it even more. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile they probably did that for 25, but at least those those felt fun about it. I mean, it's, it's looking like we're going to get a full moon party next week in Phuket, so, you know, it's continuing the stereotypical thing. A what, what? A full moon party. I've never heard of that. You've never heard Neither of it? Neither have I. Yeah. I'll uh, Wikipedia description up. It, I think it's a pretty British thing, actually. Um, a full a full moon party is an all-night beach party that uh, originated in Thailand, where people just basically get pissed and uh, have sex and drugs. We have those here in Byron Bay. They're called Tuesday. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're Australian. Uh, booze comes out of the water supply, doesn't it? No, the water supply comes out of the booze. Ah, right. Easy mistake to make. <laughs> so, anything else to say? It's like, you don't know, it's like you don't know anything about our country. Well, I have never been there, Ben. Like, I can make stereotypical statements about Canada having been there. Hmm. Simples. At least I had the business to visit London. Yeah. That one. A few years ago. Yeah, look, London You're is... You're expensive people. Well, London's a uh, exaggerated part of England. It's not proper England. Not like the North. Oh, God, you're from the North. I am. I'm one of those dirty people. North of the wall. I'm north of the border. So anything else to say about this riveting episode? That we definitely no, next week. <laughs> that we definitely didn't have to. What kind, of, what kind of task would involve like um would involve like being tied to like having restraints put on you and having to carry a tray of breakfast or a, a tray of something? Well, is it what that? Fifty shades of grey. <laughs> or, or given that they're car- yeah, given that they're carrying the food, fifty shades of tray. <laughs> I said Fifty Shades of Trey, Ben. Is this yeah. thing on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like they're going to be ziplining over uh, Phuket, which is going to be fun for them. No squatting elephants this time? What the hell, Phuket? <laughs> uh, I, th- I think we should just uh, retire. Yeah, we can save up all of our Amazing Race 14 jokes for next week. Exactly. We, we, no uh, hiding bicycle pumps necessary. Indeed. So, thank you very much mm. for watching and listening. You can join us next Sunday for yet another episode recap. If you enjoyed the show, and even if you didn't, like we didn't, uh, please give us a like on YouTube. And if you want to see what we're rambling about this week, our Twitters are in the description below. And, of course, I'm going to say it again. If you've not heard our interview that Logan and I did with Amazing Race Royalty Team Guido, I'll post a link in the description, too. Thank you.
Dun 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 d